Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sports Detention Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Potty. Potty, how you going? Good, mate. Afternoon, afternoon. Listeners out there? Absolutely. Good afternoon. We love you. Love our listeners. Absolutely. They're the heart and soul of this movement. They certainly are. Movement, movement. The movement called the Sports Detention. Look out for the website. Yeah, and speaking of movement, there's a couple of gentlemen here sitting with us. So, um, you know, they might have some movement. Yeah, they might have some movement Possibly. as well. We've got in a couple of real pros. A couple of real pros. Should we get into the podcast, mate? Let's make it happen. Potty, we're here, we're live, and we've got our two special guests. Welcome in, Berta and Cozzy. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. It's an honour. Mate, how are we going? Going really well. Um, start of the term, it's been busy, but looking forward to this. So the, the last the, um, the fans would have heard from Berta and Cozzy would have been on our... Uh, FA Cup final special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a night that was. It was awful. <laughs> uh, mate, you were cheering up until the 15 second. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough of that, Berta. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Thanks for having us. Potty, of course, how of are course. You? Yeah, mate. Well, well. Looking forward to this. Now, uh, Potty, when I was putting together the lineup, it was, I mean, it selected itself, really. Yeah. Um, but. I spoke briefly in our, our football special about um, the knowledge and expertise that our two guests bring to the table, and obviously um, Berta being an absolute wealth of anything grass, yep, and just having that insight to turf and turf management and the like. I mean, it's I'm really glad to have him here yep. to preview the season. But um, and I, I spoke last time too about Cozzy. And about how the fact that he was the only one with some discernible football talent in the group, and he sort of played it down. Yeah. He just, just, just sort of nudged it Brushed aside. It. But I just happened to be doing a bit of digging, a oh. bit of digging online, and I was able to find a Daily Telegraph article. The telly. The telly. So we're not talking about your local rag here. We're not talking about just any sort of publication. We're talking about the creme de la creme. And, um, you know, when... Cozzy scored a hat-trick in the first half in, this, uh, in this article. Tell us more about it, Cozzy. You're going to have to give me a bit more details because that may have happened once or twice. So I'm oh, oh yes. It. This Stop is it. more like it. Go. This is more like it. Absolutely. Oh, He's Costa. gone one way to the other. First half hat-trick by uh, Mark Costa. Uh, so, yeah, mate. You're Playing for? Uh, the Woolgooga Wolves, apparently. Okay. Mm. Yeah, 2010. Does that ring a bell? Jeez, that's that's a long time ago. That's about what four years after you blokes were born. Yeah, mm. well, it's well. A, in there as as written here by Mark Robinson at the uh, Daily Telegraph, mate. You grabbed that game by the scruff of the neck. And the opponents? Uh, I do not know. Was that the Premiership winning year, Cosy? For there was no, no. Premiership winning mm. year, Berta. No thought, Premiership we'll, winning we'll, year, but we'll, we'll uh, it's got it here. It's got it here. All abilities. All. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I joke, I joke. All right, guys, so we're here for a specific reason. We've got the, uh, obviously, the Premier League wrap, and we thank our listeners for jumping in. It's an it's exciting time for, for football fans. Short off-season, 
I must admit, we've we've you know been able to you know run our fingers through the hair of some uh, pre-season friendlies and obviously the Women's World Cup over the last couple of weeks. So it hasn't. We haven't been starved. No. Yeah. But. Um, you know, so a lot to look forward to, and, and the purpose of today is just get through and have a bit of a good old-fashioned analysis as we look to the season ahead and uh, see where that takes us. What do you reckon? Oh, I absolutely love it. We are keen. As you mentioned, very, very short off-season, mm. but, um, you know, the Matildas, they've, they've kept us excited over the last couple of weeks. What have we thought, boys? What have we thought of the Tillies? Yeah, loved it, loved it. Um, I think the viewer statistics speak for themselves. Oh. I think there's when you w- have a look at the crowd when it's on TV and you see boys, girls, five, six years old, men, women, sixty, seven years old. They're all cheering their heads off and they're all yelling and screaming. I think that's reflective of what would be sitting in in the lounge room at home as well. Mm. You know, mm. the, the, there's a broad cross section of people watching it. You don't have to be a nailed on football fan. You can just be enjoying the spectacle and it's a, it's an easy watch. It's mm. entertaining. Yeah. Mm. Same here. I've absolutely loved every minute of it. The quality of the of the women's football has gone through the roof. It's um it's something that's backed up too by a little interesting statistic just to throw at us right now that the uh Matildas the other night when they played did they? Den- oh, Denmark. Denmark. That uh, that game actually outrated every NRL Grand Final and State of Origin since 2016. Mm. So that's what Australia thinks well, of this. Well, considering the amount of success that Queensland have had in the State of Origin, mm. I, that oh, I'm not surprised not because yeah. you know I I mean they're probably taking those ratings past the 70th minute. Yeah. You know, because you know, I've been turning I've, off at half time far too regularly. So <laughs> I mean that that makes sense, but um, it obviously doesn't downplay the. Um, the fever that's going on in this country around, and obviously around our tip football. is the um, the Tillies to go all the way. Well, they've got Absolutely. to. They've got to. I mean, they had the acid put on them about reaching the quarterfinals because um, what do they call the New Zealand team? Are they the I don't know the the she whites or I've got nothing. Well, they've got the tall blacks, the all blacks. They're not the white ferns, are they? I thought they Maybe. might have been the white, the white ferns. ferns. That rings yeah. a bell. Yeah. The yeah. White ferns. ferns. Okay, is there such thing as a white fern though? It has to be. Yeah, Just made well, it up. Well, if it's the New Zealand women's football team, then there must be. Yeah. Uh, no, the White Ferns are the cricket team. Well. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Yep. Well, we've done ourselves in there. Can I say, boys, I'm really impressed by your start. You've come in with stats and you're throwing stats at us. That's just impressive. We love a stat here at the Sports Detention. Now, I, I think the Matildas, there's just a momentum around them, in there, isn't there? We just, we're going to wheel them over the line. And as I mentioned uh, on the episode the other night, Albo's campaigning for a day off as well. So, I mean, Mate, we're, we're all in on that. Yeah. Now, just to clarify for any of our Kiwi listeners, they are the football ferns. Oh, yes. That makes mm. sense. Yeah, of course. Mm. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> How many what types the, of ferns do they have in New Zealand? Oh, mate. I, don't, I <laughs> do they not know. the men's team then. Uh, they're called, they, I don't know. Yeah. The All Whites. The All Whites. Right. Yeah, because that's right. Because the basketball team's the Tall Blacks. Yeah. Which is, oh mate. <laughs> that's it. I mean, as somebody who is severely vertically challenged, I, I take offence. Yep. But um, anyway, we so, won't. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Rightio. Um, obviously, a bit of controversy. I'm, I'm just going to try and get the get the read of the room. But in our, our recent episode of the Sports Attention Podcast, mate, we talked about obviously the slack the US women's national team oh. has been getting, especially Megan Rapinoe. Yep. 
um, who smirked after missing the penalty, but she's been absolutely hammered in the media, especially the right-leaning media, um, and, you know, not poking into the politics of everything. I played it with a straight bat potty. I've done a bit of research, and, um, yeah, I, look, I don't think we'd be friends no. if it was me and Megan Rapinoe, but I'll, I'll leave it that way. It was nothing about that, so I obviously got some lovely feedback from, from our listeners about going, oh, yeah, you were pretty nice on her. I was like, well, I was talking purely football yep. and the fact that if someone misses a penalty and their way of dealing with it is just to smirk and laugh it off and go, you know what, it is what it is, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, the fact that she carries herself in a certain way and is very, very straight up and down about the political side of sport, you know, I don't I don't groove with that. So, um, yeah, but that wasn't what I was talking about. So, mm. yeah, Megan Rapinoe, you, you know, you can hang out with your blue hair and your Karen haircut. It doesn't bother me, okay? Well said, mate, well said. What do you reckon, guys? Well, oh. you reckon they've been too harsh on them? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> straight out. No, oh, I love that. By the sword, you yep. die by the sword. She's acted in a certain way. Uh, when when it's turned against her, she hasn't handled herself very well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, I and, love it. And dry. Yeah. What about you, Cosy? What are your thoughts, mate? Oh, and we're talking about the smirking after the game. Is that what you've got? The I think just the whole or? the whole because I think one of the biggest concerns and we've spoken about it on the Sports Attention podcast is about the fact that we've got a good product. We've just all sat here and just raved about how much we're enjoying the Women's World Cup, but there tends to be a media narrative and a wedging towards controversial topics, whether it be relationships with players, whether it be mm. you know the the political you know opportunities to, to, you know, spruik a certain, um, you know, a certain agenda or the like. And I don't think, I don't need it, you know, especially someone who, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll be the first one to ask, am I as excited about this World Cup as the one in Qatar? No, you know, because I like men's football, but I'm, I'm in, I want to be a part of it. And don't drive that wedge and don't drive us away from the game with that sort of agenda. It's, it's, it's a typical... Uh Without offending the US listeners on the podcast, it's a typical, uh, the attention's on, on them and what, what they're doing, how they're reacting, how mm. their television mm. commercials, where it should be on, the absolute quality of football that we're watching. I don't yeah. give a stuff about Megan Rapinoe, but she's taken the focus away from Australia, the Matildas at the moment. And that's not where it should go. But so, so, but also too, they're a powerhouse. The US. So well, I mean, they're, they're, regardless they're of what, what yeah. regardless of what goes around, you know, what has occurred since, there, you know, there's going to be a fallout because of the lack of success. Like they're massive. Mm. You know, what well, they've won two out of the last three World Cups, or well, maybe yeah, the last two. Yeah, I think they've won the last two. They hadn't yeah. been beaten in an extraordinary long period of time in in World Cup football. Yeah. So, so I mean, there's there's going to be a fallout naturally because of that you know, and, and falling at the last 16. But to give them, and, and we know how, you know, divisive the political structure can be over there, but just then to use the World Cup as a springboard to, you know, spruik all that, I, I don't like it. Mm. Yeah, the mm. story that's jumped out as well, I don't know whether you guys have seen it, is the one where, and it goes back, I think it's four years, where she basically... A young fellow comes yeah. up to her yeah. at the yep. awards presentation, goes to sign the ball, mm, yeah, yeah, that's look at him or acknowledge yeah. him. So people dig that stuff up. And, and I don't like that either. No, I hate you know that. What I, mean? I hate that. It's, if it's there to be said, 
say it at the time. Don't just put it in the skyrocket and wait for the opportunity yeah. to. But are they bring not just reflecting uh, the character that was always there? Like that, yes, they're digging something up, but we're it's seeing a, it's a the way character that was there that's coming out now. I think that's what they're they're driving. It's mm. a it's a way of doing that. I agree, but you know, in my opinion, I think you get more out of it if you if you don't say it. Mm. But you go, but everybody knows. Fair enough, you know yeah. what I mean? It's um, when you start to get, get into the, but you did this, but you did that, I, I, everyone goes, I'm a loser. Mm. Yeah. The best part is their television commercial. That's like, you know, artificial intelligence wasn't going to stop them. This wasn't going to stop them. But 11 young lasses from Sweden stopped them. Yeah, so well, there yeah, you go. That's true. That's there where you, you win the games. Yeah. Yep. Took me back a little bit, actually, because Sweden initially, when uh, women's football, you go back 20, 25 years, they were number one, two mm. in the world. Like They were a powerhouse. They've dropped away now. But it just took me back a few years to when they were kings of the castle, if you like, or queens mm. of the castle, um, and yeah. were dominating women's football. So it's good. Mm. Well, uh, that... Good little analysis there of the uh, beautiful, of beautiful. The women's World Cup. I, th- I the, mean, it's it's yeah. you know it's a formality really. The Matildas are going all the way, mm-hmm. um, you know. So we'll watch all the pieces unfold around that. And so who do they play in the final? Who do they beat in the final? I should say. Oh, mm. I'd, I'd love it. Australia versus the everybody wants yeah. everybody wants us to beat mm. the uh, lionesses. We won't meet them in the final though. We meet them in the semi. semi if do we? Are we on the... Oh, right. Mm, okay. Yeah, we're on so that. So, who, who, who are the options? Spain, Netherlands play mm. each other and Japan, Sweden. Japan okay. have been absolutely killing it mm. at, at the moment. Sweden, are, they'd have to be a favourite after knocking off the USA that we, we just spoke about. Is the buy in the draw? <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. No buy, no dolphins. <laughs> we still uh, have to get past France. That's... That's no easy. Oh, game. France no with, easy uh, game. with Gaston, uh, the head coach of France, <laughs> Herve Renard. I mean, the sexiest coach in the Women's World Cup. I mean, that's oh, Kenny Sucklyfires, hey? Well, yeah, he's not the uh, male model for Mudgy. <laughs> he's, um, yeah. But um, a nice thing, we've spent, I don't know, the best part of 10 minutes talking about the women's and the women's game. Absolutely, which, we which should years, move on. Which years ago, would not have, <laughs> which not have occurred. You've just managed to offend how half our audience, Greg. Well done. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not half our audience. Yes. Uh, but you make a good point, Berta, and, and we do joke. It's, yeah, it's great for us to sit here and, and chin wag. And, you know, whether it's us, you know, we're genuine in our, our discussion, or whether it's, um, you know, any of our listeners going, would these blokes just shut up about women's football there? They don't know what they're talking about. Regardless, we're here and yeah. we, we love it. We love it. Keep talking because we've got mics. Yep. Indeed. Should we get into the Premier League rap potty? Let's go, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got our experts here and we're going to break down the Premier League season for you. And all I want to start with, guys, is what's got you excited about the season uh, upcoming? For me, it's less about the football uh, because, you know, I'm a little bit terrified about what's going to be happening uh, from a Toffee's point of view. But it's more about the opportunity to give me old mate, my co-host, a bit of stick about, you know, Man City at every chance I can. You know, bait will be thrown and it will be taken. What about you, boys, Cosy? What, what, what are you looking forward to, mate? 
Oh, it's it's the same as every season. I think there's storylines. You know, mm. there's storylines all over the place. There's the hopes and dreams on the line of the the minnows, the promoted teams um, coming forward. And I think we'll touch on a few of those a bit later mm, on. Yeah. Um, the mid table. You know, there's stories there. There's purchases. There's Probably one of the big things I'm looking forward to this year is there were a couple of sides last year that didn't perform very well and would be classified as would classify themselves and many people would as top four teams and they were a long way from the top four so the bounce mm. back Arsenal. to see if they uh, mm. might be uh, bouncing back from that and then of course the top end mm. yeah thanks Gregor for bringing that in <laughs> Arsenal yeah, yeah very <laughs> excited about this season very well excited. I no would World be. Cup in the middle of this season so I'm looking forward to it oh. mm. and what would appear as uh, so some sort of a city esque Checkbook as well. It's oh. been, it's been <laughs> exciting. Hang on. It's been a, it's been a, <laughs> There's it's a, call. Been a good six months for the Cronkies. So yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Got the checkbooks out. So, so are you essentially what, what saying that, that? And, and we will obviously dive it in a little further, but the, um, the Nuggets who picked up the NBA title, all of their prize money has been spent on Arsenal. Bit well, of a divvying of the funds. Well, I'm not sure. I think they've got a little bit to spare if the Nuggets hadn't have won, I think they've got a little bit in their back pocket. So <laughs> they weren't waiting on that to happen. But I think maybe that taste of that success and spending a bit of coin maybe in that competition. Did they have another team that won? Well, they got the Rams as well. The ice hockey? Uh, I believe they own, is it the Coyotes or the Colorado Avalanche? Hmm. I think it might be hmm. the Avalanche, I think. The Avalanche? Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got sports teams, but I mean... We'll, and we will get into it a bit deeper, but I, I think if you, you could sort of tie a bow in, in that sort of checkbook analysis is the fact that Arsenal took a massive hit when they built the Emirates mm. and it cost them for a decade at least, mm. accounting-wise, and maybe we're just seeing Arsenal in a position now when they can go back to competing because they're, you know, they're, from my experience in London, you know, I would say, people would debate it, but I would say easily the biggest club in London. Mm. And... Touching on that, um, Arsene Wenger's book talks about how in the development of the stadium they were penny-pinching and not many mm. people know that. And when you look back at the success he had over that time, you go, wow, like when he's scrounging around for money and getting knockbacks and, and the plays he developed, but that's probably a story for another podcast because I could probably go on and on oh, about that one. Yeah, but yes. my heart bleeds that those <laughs> who are getting a, a stadium <laughs> built don't have enough money to buy players. I mean, where have I heard that? Yeah, okay. Mm, Liverpool FC, Anfield Road. Let's go. What are you excited about, Berta? Come I'm on. I'm excited about your SA long rants when things aren't going a bit. <laughs> on WhatsApp about when things aren't going right with Manchester United. Like, Will is typing, is up there for a long, long time, and then you just <laughs> know it's coming. Well, I've got carpal tunnel, mate, so I, <laughs> I really struggle to get the fingers going sometimes. I'm excited to see Cozzy with Arsenal, you know, at the top around Christmas again, looking like a cat on a hot tin oh, roof yes, when everyone please. says, I think oh. you're going to do it this year, mate. Well, like it's, unlike, it's unlike Arsenal fans to get excited when a bit of silverware is sniffed. I mean, I saw some classic videos on uh, around the Charity Shield over the weekend. I mean, you would have thought it was the Champions League. 
Yep. Fun fact about that, the last five Community Shield winners have not gone on to win the Premier League. Mm. Mm. Streets are made to be broken. Is it a curse? Exactly. And for those fans fans (laughs) listening too, um, we spoke about streaks um, and just another reminder about Benny Lexon and the Wing Keel and the America's Cup. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. Another, you know, a guy who didn't, Finish high school doing well. Yeah, loving it, loving it. What about you, Greg? What's got you excited, mate? I'm just excited to have the football back. Um, I love, you know, the banter, everything football. Uh, I'm pretty optimistic about my team's chances this year. Um, Yep, I love, in, in the wicked side of me, I love having that, you know, persistent hatred for the blue half of Manchester just eking through my veins. Um, you know, especially when everybody talks about how good they are, despite the fact that they're a pack of cheats, um, you know, and their manager is some sort of, uh, you know, genius who, you know, as we spoke about on the podcast this week, wasn't even informed enough to know that uh, there would be some stoppage time. Mm-hmm. And, and I imagine as well, being a Penrith Panthers fan, you must be just looking forward to... Um uh, you know, supporting a team that's not guaranteed to win every week, you know, just so you can enjoy the contest a little bit. Oh, look, I, I, I'm, I'm going to let that one go through to the keeper. <laughs> oh, all right. Brilliant. All right, so there's been some um, player movement, some transfers over the, um, over the off-season, so let's jump into that. What do you think, boys? Absolutely. So, well, unfortunately for me, uh, it's been very quiet from a Toffee's point of view and our uh, biggest signing being Ashley Not-So-Young. Uh, so Dan Jim is not bad, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to slip that line in there. I've been preparing <laughs> it for yeah, a couple of days. Um, so, you know, wh- who are the big movers and shakers going to be? Now, you know, when we talk about great signings and people coming in, We've got to take my co-host what he says with a grain of salt, don't we, boys? I mean, we all remember last year. We'll take you back to, we'll take you back to last year and Grego's bold prediction. I've got the quotation marks up here. Harlan will struggle for a while. He will take time to find his feet in the EPL. I'm not picking him in my fantasy team. Well, he got 36 goals, and uh, the second place was uh, 30 goals, and third was uh, 20 goals, and he got nine in the first week. Uh, first, sorry, nine in the first week, nine in the first five weeks, including two Hatties. Look, I think it's only fair that I I get to respond to of course, mate. something of course. like that. And, you know, I will take criticism when it is deserved, and that is, you know, that I did make those comments, so I will fess up to that. However, I just want you all to know that there are some people who are listening to this podcast who are hanging off every word <laughs> that comes out of our mouths as experts. And the fact that you have almost just single-handedly torn down this podcast (laughs) by such a comment. (laughs) Makes me concerned. But absolutely, yes, I did say that Harlan would struggle, and I was wrong. (laughs) Maybe some would say the most wrong. Oh. Yes, anyway. Indeed, indeed. Sorry, mate, I had to throw that one in there. and I'm surprised it took this long. (laughs) It may not be the last time it comes up. Uh, So, um, boys, what do we think? What are our top three moves of of the window? So I'll start over with Berta this time. Yeah, I'll lead us off here. So I absolutely, Grego, you're the red half of Manchester. I love the signing of um, Unana. I think that is an absolute game changer for United. We've discussed that he is is versatile, quick with his feet. I think he's going to be delivering the ball a bit higher up the pitch. The left and right backs having the pressure taken off them, which then takes it off the midfield. I just think that is a great signing. Um, 
the fact that he's already abused Harry Maguire in preseason uh, just makes me think it's either going to be a match made in paradise. It sounds like he's already paid for Harry's Uber down to London as well. <laughs> West Ham, that's yeah. happened. That's confirmed, I, I believe. Uh, another one is Kai Havertz. We didn't see the best of him at mm. Chelsea. Playing in that Arsenal team, he will be the Kai Havertz that we see in the, in the German national side. He will be a superstar. And the boys in blue, Manchester City, they've gone out, they've done it again. The Battlers. The Battlers, they've managed to, you know, save their pennies mm. and splash another 100 mil on Josko Vardial from RB Leipzig. It's, it's mind-blowing what they do on a shoestring over there. It's <laughs> the, the, the back three of uh, Diaz, Stones and, and Vardial, they're going to fight for every title that exists again. Uh. Is that in or out of the court? Of arbitration for sport. The 120 cases, whatever, four, F- yeah, the FA Cups, the Champions League, they'll fight for everything and they'll probably win. Could be a Parramatta-Melbourne scenario. Oh. <laughs> so what, what we're trying to say is that regardless of what they get stripped, they'll still present them to all the fans. Cosy? Um, yeah, there's, well, my focus has obviously been on, on the Gunners and, and uh, looking at their signings and it's just... Uh, it just amazes me that, again, in uh, two days earlier, they've gone out and spent, what, $30 million on a goalkeeper who they've already got, in, or should be England's number one, but um, they're always one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League, but that's what Arteta has talked about. He wants competition in his squad, so you're not going to get much more competition than two goalkeepers that could easily fill a spot for any probably Premier League team across across the board. I'm going to throw that out there. Um, you, you mentioned Rice. Uh, have they paid too much? Well, the proof will be in the pudding. Get it? Mm. Rice mm. pudding. Wow. Yeah, so, but pre-season, looks sharp. I'm, I'm very excited about seeing him play. Um, I think of the others, a little bit of research I was looking into um, Interestingly, uh, looking at Manchester United's transfers, there's a site which has got up-to-date statistics that talks about their market value and how much they've actually paid. Mm-hmm. And Manchester United easily pay more above the going rate. So that's that's probably been a statistic that's plagued them. Yeah, it's called a years. tax. It's, it's the Man United tax. So $20 million, Hoyland, overpriced. But he's one... They're he's saying young. that he's overpriced by 20 <laughs> They're saying that he's worth. What did they pay for him? Well, the, and this is where it gets a bit. They weird. paid seventy-five, and he's worth forty-five. Mm. They didn't pay seventy-five. What's the that's that's the right stat there? See, and this is where it gets bizarre because because one of the major criticisms of you know, and I'm speaking purely from a United perspective here, is anti-Martial. So, for example, often the the price quoted in the media that we paid for him was over fifty million. We paid 30 for him. Mm. His add-ons, inclusive of that, which is often reported, included winning Premier League titles, which he hasn't done, winning Champions League, which he hasn't done, and winning a Ballon d'Or was another five or so million. You know, things that he isn't. So, so when you look at the deal structure, you've got to look at the attainability of the add-ons and then any sell-on clauses as well, which often the media just chunks them all in, throws them out there. So I would say that... Roughly about fifty million's probably been handed over for Hoyland, which, if you look at the the scarcity of strikers, 
Mm. It's probably it's a going right. And I, I think further on that fact is the the better the player, the more the add-ons are going to be. You're not going to mm. have many add-ons for someone who's going to Burnley. You know, no. you're not going to have Champions League bonuses for. Oh, you could if you got away with it. It'd be it'd mm. be pretty funny. So, but yeah, no, he's one that I'm looking forward to. Young, only 20 years of age. He's uh, he he should fit in. I can't you know fathom why they would let Veghorst go, but that's another. Topic well, I think another. I'm going to call it the Burnley recalled him. Mm-hmm. Burnley recalled him. Man United didn't let him go. <laughs> Burnley recalled him. They've recalled him and then shipped him off. <laughs> he's left Burnley he now. Is. I think he's gone somewhere else. So, I don't know. There's no uh, plenty of big, big movement. Yes. Uh, so, speaking of movement, um, mm. there's been plenty of going on in the Saudi League. Berta, you, you must be stoked that you've, you've shifted a few of the books over there. Yeah, well, it's the dead wood of, of Liverpool. Um. <laughs> You're such a such an excitable fan when oh, it comes to it. just just yeah. Well, to get we well Liverpool bought Fabinho for forty three million in twenty eighteen, and the Saudis took him for forty. So that's not bad. That'll have John Henry sitting there with half a watching Moneyball, no doubt. And yeah, get a bit of money for Jordan Henderson. It's good. Yeah, but yeah. they are cleaning up the pot. The Saudis are taking. Lots of uh, good quality players still in their prime who who should probably be in the Premier League. Yeah, it's it is it is a fair talking point. I spoke on the, our podcast um, on Tuesday about the fact that I saw a, a young uh, fella walking around with an Al Nasser Ronaldo jersey at Bunnings on the weekend. Um, you know, which just is you know out of this world. But um, look, the three moves for me, um, I would say I'm pretty, I'm very excited with the business that my team's done. Obviously, picking up Anana has just been an absolute game changer. Uh, Mason Mount brings that energy and um, into midfield. I think it's going to allow us, I would say my prediction before the end of the, the transfer window, it's going to allow us to let Fred go uh, because we don't need that player with that energy which he, we were so reliant on. I would say Donny van der Beek would be lucky to be at United by the end of the transfer window as well. Uh, and something to look out for with my club would be uh, Sofran and Rabat. There's a lot of talk about picking him up from Fiorentina, but I would say that would be dependent on, on movements out to balance the books. So I'm pretty excited about that. And obviously Hoyland, you know, the, there's going to be a lot of expectation on him, uh, especially the fact that his name is very, very close to Haaland. So I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to predict that Hoyland will be the golden boot this year. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. And, um, you know, he's just going to take to it like a duck to water, mate. He's the Premier League. He's just... That is a complete about-faced. Yeah, I mean, it's proven that strikers from Scandinavia are made for, for the Premier League. I made that mistake last year, and I'm admitting it. For all the listeners, I won't get that mistake wrong again. Hoyland, Golden Boot, you heard it here first. Wow. He's going to have go. a slow start sitting on the bench for the first couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, he's injured, actually. He's injured, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another pre-season prediction. Yeah. Look, <laughs> look um, no, if, I was, if I was moving outside of uh, the bubble of, of United that I like to sit in, um, I think Arsenal's, their, their transfer business has been, you know, out of this world. You know, if you compare it to recent times, I mean, you're looking at, and I think if I was, you know, as an opposition fan, 
looking at Arsenal, you look at, you've picked up Declan Rice. You know, Trossard, Jorginho came in January, which was, you know, looking for that push towards the title, which didn't eventuate. But you still look at the players that you're signing. So is, am I correct in saying, is Raya done or are you, is he's on the way? It's, done, it's confirmed this morning. Okay. Um, Fabrizio Romano confirmed this morning. So Ray is coming in. There's depth there at goalkeeper. But also, too, like, you know, you've still got an 80 million Pepe or a 70 million Pepe mm. who hasn't really fulfilled his potential. You've got Saka on the other side. Like, Martinelli's coming into the, his best years. Like, is, there's a lot happening there where these even though they're big signings that are going into the squad, I think they're, it's really, if the others can jump on while the sail's wet, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of promise in, in the squad as a whole as opposed to just picking up these players and looking for them to actually be the turning point of the key. So I think as an Arsenal fan, you've got, you got to be pretty excited about that. Um, in the same, you know, sort of line of idea, I, I think I'm... Very interested to see how Chelsea go. Mm. You know, Pochettino's going to have a lot of time on the training pack with, uh, paddock with Chelsea. You know, they've had, they've signed some big names. Obviously, Nkunku's a, a disappointing one with that injury. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the fact that there's no European football for Chelsea, there's, you know, a week in, week out, other than your cup competitions where you've got your squad on the training paddock, it's going to make a massive difference to being coachable. You know, when I look at the, the change at United where we're bringing in... Andre Anana to look at, re- at completely revamping the back four and the way and style of play. But, you know, Eric Ten Hard's got to manage midweek games whilst trying to do that. And it's it's going to be a lot harder for, or, you know, there's going to be hurdles there for him. Whereas Pochettino comes into Chelsea, he hasn't got that issue. And we remember last time they didn't have that issue was when Conte walked in, brought in the, uh, the back five, and they won the title. So. You, know? you just got to look at the list of outs for Chelsea. They're clearing their books. Yeah, mm, so absolutely. Like Mount, Kovacic, Kabali, Pulisic, Mendy, Loftus Cheek, Kante, uh, Aubameyang. Like they're just they're freeing up the check, not necessarily freeing up the checkbook, but easing the wage bill. Well, the wage bill's massive. Yeah, yeah that, that, and they needed to. They needed to cut it. Yeah. So uh, I think a lot of the players they've bought are young. That's I. I mean, that's obviously going to contribute to why Pochettino's got the job there because Pochettino works well with young players. I mean, he's not the manager that you're going to throw in like they did at PSG and get him to manage Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. That's not his style. Um, so I'll be interested to see how he goes, and also too, mate, I can't go past Tottenham. Not so much about the signings, but I can't go past what Ange can possibly do in the Premier League. You know, they've, they've picked up a couple of sort of players that are going to be Ange-like. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what is going to happen with Harry Kane. However, I do like the idea of Harry Kane staying. And I'd like to get your thoughts on this as a group here, but people are often saying about Harry Kane they should cash in on him. Harry Kane didn't cost them any money. He was their player. So is there, as a club, do you sort of sit back and go, you know what, we don't need to make money back off Harry Kane. He, we've made the money that we've invested in him through the 200-odd goals and, that he's got being the 
record goal scorer at the club. So rather than, you know, using him just as a commodity and going, you know what, we're going to flog you off for whatever transfer fee, just going, Harry, you know what, we're not fussed the fact that you live on a free at the end of the year. You play one big year under our new manager and you get him going. That could be the master play. I don't know what, what your thoughts are on that. Where, well, for a 30-year-old striker, will the money they get, if they were to send him this year, help Ange on the way to the rebuild, on the way to what Ange wants? Ange, Ange has a notorious uh, technique that he comes in and he clears house and he gets what he wants and he builds builds from there. He's... Yeah, you know, the Tottenham players are already saying they've never had a pre-season like they've had so far. Well, they had a shit one under Conte last year. He was making him vomit on the sideline. I, I, I get what you're saying there, but could I sort of jump in just quickly and sort of plant a seed that Ange is a very likeable character. Like, if, I don't know if you've seen Ange on, like in videos on, the on you know, training footage and the like, but as, a, as someone who's played sports before, he looks like a, play, a manager that I'd go, I, I want to play for that guy. So the opportunity there, is there a chance there that if Harry Kane stays, has a big season under Ange, he goes, all right, I can see we're going in the right direction. I've never ha- I haven't had this under Conte, Mourinho, you know, I had it when I came back and I started starring under Pochettino and that, that feeling, you know, is there a possibility that maybe Harry Kane re-signs? Absolutely. Yeah. But that, if, once again, if he doesn't go to, to Bayern Munich or whoever might be chasing him this summer, but unlike you, I want to see Harry Kane stay with Ange because whilst I don't necessarily think they'll win anything, they'll be a much more impressive commodity than they were last year. Mm. And I, I, I'm supporting Ange as a, as a football fan, an Australian football fan, so that's why I'm really, really eager to jump over to Cozzy and see what he wants to say <laughs> as an Arsenal fan who obviously hates Australia. An Australian Arsenal fan. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just holding my breath for this conversation. I'm just, am I torn? Yes, I'm torn. I, I totally agree with what you're saying about Ange the coach. Mm. Um, you see what he's done with the Aussies. You watch his press presses. You watch uh, what he does on the training park. The, the guys respond to him. He ch- he does change things. However, yeah, being an Arsenal fan, yep, I really hope they come last. But anyway, that that aside, <laughs> I just got to put that, that out there. Um, but no, there's a lot. I think there's a lot of strings in play here. Like he's Harry Kane. We talk about letting him leave on a free. Yeah, that's that's okay. But how about he leaves with eighty million dollars in the bank? Would be much better, I think. Um, do they owe? Does Tottenham owe him anything? I don't think so. Does he own owe Tottenham anything? I don't think so. I mm. think he's played there. He's done his time. It's one of those um, weird scenarios where. Yeah. I think if they had a settled manager that they'd had for the last three years and has n- another three years to go on their contract, he would have gone. Yeah. And that's why I'm quite uneasy about the talk about him as, he's, as if he's a commodity. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but you haven't bought It's a bit different if you've put, like, say, for example, the Mbappe situation where PSG paid a world record fee, an astronomical fee. Like, it was, you know, shit ton of money. And now he's holding them to ransom going into the last year of his contract. Two right PSG want to get their money back. You can see that. But mm. this scenario is completely different. But I think often in the media it's being talked about in, in sort of that same lane. Whereas I think they are so different mm. in, the, in how you could 
look yeah, at those they as a whole. Picked him up for fifty million five years ago. Yeah, they'd want to get their money or some part of their money back. I think they they'd be they'd be crazy to sell him. I mean, he only scored six less goals than Harlan last year in the Premier League. Like people forget, like he. He was very good, and he was very yeah. good for a long time. And Harlan had his back to the wall because he was destined to struggle yeah. last year. I mean, <laughs> he had a lot of pot shots at him early in the, early in the season, and a lot of barriers to overcome. But yeah, thirty goals in the Premier League is no easy feat. So he's still doing it. He's thirty. He's thirty goals. He's still doing it. Don't quite think he had the midfield feeding him either that Erling Harlan did. So it's a very impressive feat. Right, Albert. I'm going to go back to you, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Potty. You got anything to add on that, mate? No, mate, I'm all good. I'm I'm all good. Yeah. I'm just keen, and you can direct it, mate, about the poorest in the window, mate. All right. So, the poorest in the window. Give it to me, boys. Be blunt. Sting me. It's, well, aside from the the Wolverhampton Wolves who lost their their manager yesterday, it's, it, it has to be. The uh, the good people at Liverpool Fenway Sports Group. They are really. If they did a renovation of your house, you would end up, and you were, you know, you're expecting a proper house to be renovated. You'd end up with two bedrooms and a leaking sink. You got a Lexus. You got a World Cup winner though. <sighs> to transform a midfield, that's that's. Is he is he worth the the seven players that we've lost? Is he is he that X factor that's going to take that midfield? Well, you got rid of Jordan Henderson. That's transforming your midfield. It, well, we got him off the bench. We got rid of Jordan Henderson off <laughs> the bench. We need Chamberlain, Oxlade Chamberlain as well. Well, he was a good player in his time, Ox, but he, you know. But Liverpool just we were we were promised to rebuild as fans. We've got two in McAllister, World Cup winner, yeah, uh, Sobersly. That's a that's a mouthful, but he's he's come from the. German league, but our defence, our midfield was tragic. We could have bought in anyone and it, it looks better. So, yeah, World Cup win McAllister. Okay. But our defence, Virgil van Dijk is not the Virgil van Dijk he once was. Ibrahim uh, Konate, developing. We need a quality centre-back competition because your nearest competition, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast so far, you need competitions and teams. Mm. When you're trying to fend off Joel Matip for your and Joe Gomez for your starting defensive spot, you've got problems. Yeah. You've got absolute problems. Um, it doesn't work. Like it, it has brought a success. This this Fenway Sports Group group, but we touched on stadiums before. Where we're penny pinching. No, no more obvious than the Romeo Lavia situation. They've They've made three bids so far, and and they've gone up in in ones and two two millions of dollars. And and Chelsea have come in this morning and gone, okay, well, if you're going to play silly, we'll put in the correct bid. And they've made an official bid for what was our poster child, our pin up, our number one sticky note on the ball to get for a defensive midfielder. And we've absolutely toyed with Southampton. Mm. Chelsea have come in as Chelsea do, taking care of business. Um, is it worse than last year? Our midfield has improved, but we will have to score three to four goals a game to to be competitive. the The good teams might, you know, the, the lower tier Premier League teams probably won't won't get the same amount of goals we do. But when we when we do go to the you know the dizzying heights of the Europa League. Uh, mm. Teams will figure that out. They'll stop our scoring, 
but we won't stop theirs. And that's a pretty critical part to stop the ball going in the back of the net. Yeah. So you so you're saying the Liverpool's had the poorest off season in terms of transfers. I find that I I, I struggle to agree with that. Cosy, what do you got? I I just want to, I would just want to ask you what's David Moyes doing? Is he asleep? Like is he asleep at the wheel? He, he has not made a purchase. Luton Town, Burnley. They've spent more in the pre, in the off season on transfers. David Moyes just bought the great Harry Maguire. Well, that's his first. A purchase. fee a fee has been agreed. It hasn't been completely. I mean, Luton's you biggest signing was I mean a media section in their stadium so they can actually host games. <laughs> but to me, like I, when you've got a hundred million coming in from Declan Rice, why, where's that going? Well, that's not going to hot dogs in the stadium. That's for mm. sure. So I just. I hope he's not asleep at the wheel. Maybe he's happy with his squad. Um, he, you know, he sold $150 million worth of players and not spent a dime. So him, you know, making that much money as that club, yeah, so... What do we got, mate? What do we got? We got just a, a hot sort of, off the press. Hot off the press. Edson Alvarez has just signed a contract as a West Ham player. There so. you go. So oh. he's not asleep. He's listening. He's, he's, he's away. He's, he's listening, listening to the, the listening to the big podcast. fan, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But Look, I, I get what you're saying with David Moyes. I think David Moyes works on a different framework of budgeting than, say, Liverpool. You know, the expectations isn't going to be as much. They're, they won a European Cup. I mean, mind you, the the fourth division of European football. That's what they call it. Um, <laughs> but in saying that, I think the, the wheels are in motion. They, they're, they're playing it smart in the window. Mm. They've made a, apparently, they made a double bid for McTominay, Maguire. Very much David Moyes players. I don't think that's a bad, you know. Mm. I would like to keep McTominay at United. I think he, he adds value there in depth in terms of what he can do and he could come onto the field in certain games. Harry Maguire's got to go. I think if he goes to West Ham, good on you, Harry. I think he's been, you know, he hasn't been the greatest Manchester United captain of all time. He hasn't probably hasn't even been anywhere near the top 50. But in terms of his professionalism and what he can potentially bring to a club like West Ham, I wish him all the best mm. as a United fan. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say that they've had the worst off-season. Mm. I, I can't go past Wolves. Yeah. You know, Wolves losing... You know, players, they're little, I mean, they lost their manager the other day, but you losing Jimenez, okay, losing Neves, like, you know, big players. You know, Wolves, I don't know what's happened with that Portuguese sort of influence at the club. It's obviously broken down throughout the ownership structure, but to lose the players that they've lost and then be looking at losing, you know, I mean, they were lucky to get Julian Lopetegui and then to lose him a couple of days into the season, that is the worst window by fire, if you if you ask me. Mm. Well, the blue half of Merseyside hasn't exactly covered themselves in glory either. I mean, you touched on it before. They haven't got the, the, uh, the uh, ever-refreshed Ashley... <laughs> Ashley Young coming across and God Still knows denying that else. a bird shit in his mouth as well. <laughs> <laughs> Still denying it. So you got put, that up on the socials, didn't you, mate? We did. We, oh, we, we did. I mean, he still denied it. The video's out there. <laughs> Greg, can I put it out there? For a major club, let, let's... Okay, poorest window so far, but for mm. a major club, we have to be a contender for the worst transfer window at this stage, considering what, yeah, but considering what's been lost, what was promised. But I don't know if you're underestimating what role someone like Harvey Elliott's going to play this year. I was surprised that 
Young, what, it, what, young, is it Continuo or could, what's his name? The Stefan Bayetic. No, the young fella you got rid of. The yeah, Philip Coutinho. No, no, the young fella. Yeah, is it Coutinho? What oh, is Fabio Cavallio. Cavallio. Mm. There you go. Yeah, mm. I knew. Some, something like that. Mm. I thought he had more of a role to play this, this year. But then is he out on loan? Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I thought there was time for those players to step up. Um, well, that was Luis last, Diaz that was is going to be year. massive, and I'd be expecting more from Darwin Nunez. That, yeah, yeah, but that, that's that's they're not midfielders. That's that's what we needed. We needed midfielders and defensive, uh, defensive midfielders and centre backs. So we can't. Well, maybe your maybe the plan is that you're going to score four and concede three. I don't that's, know. That's olden days. What's your thoughts, Cosy, on Liverpool? Worst. Well, it's been the 112 million. So what says ta- that, yeah, that's a fair chunk of their. Well, that's yeah, the stadium been. budget gone. That's why the stadium's delayed. What's it might be name? finished by round one. You're going to make me say it again, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Because <laughs> straight away I thought of the 12th man when, when it was said. I was like, Come oh, on, Cos. where's Sound, it go? Sound I it out. said Zabotslia. No. Can I actually say the yeah, correct? Dominic Sobosly. Sobosly. Yeah, see, so I mean, the 12th that man was beautiful, is all by over. The way. Did that you was, like the that accent too? I even rolled that mm, off. That was lovely. It's Liverpool, so I haven't really looked... Into and it, so mid-table strugglers. No. Exactly, and that's in my. Uh, oh, that will save that. You could care less, is what you're saying. <laughs> what do you got, Potty? Have you got anything to add on that? Any any knowledge? Any now? Any outside input on? Oh well, obviously, uh, given where the Toffees have finished over the last two seasons, quite uh, concerned about um, their lack of um, their lack of activity in the window or positive activity, certainly. So um, that's very concerning, and uh, we'll we'll, dup, we'll jump into this a little bit later. But it's it's going to be interesting to see how they fare this year, and um, mm. I think they could be in for a tough season again. Well, mate, we're final one. What do we got there? Flop? Oh, that was uh, the, the flops. The flops. What Flop predictor. Flop predictor. Birdo, you're going to start us. Who is your <sighs> prediction for flop of the year? I've called it a flop, but I, I don't necessarily mean he's going to be a flop. But for the money that they signed him for, this is Declan Rice from Arsenal, 105 million. I just think he'll be outperformed consistently by players on half his half his salary. I don't. I think a flop for the money paid mm. is what I'm trying to say there, if that makes any sense mm. at all. But uh, when you look at Arsenal's midfield, there are going to be players who will develop and are already head and shoulders above a Declan Rice. Mm. That's uh, thoughts? Yeah, I, look, I, I wouldn't say that he would be my pick, but I, I do understand the the sort of the debate around such a large transfer fee, especially for, you know, I mean, there's an English tax. You know, we talked about the United tax, but there is genuinely a, a tax on English, good young English players, especially well-established ones, club captains like Declan Rice. But, um, yeah, I, I think there will be a lot of, expectation on him at such a price tag um will it come straight away in the first year i don't know jack Grealish was a hundred million his first year was you know quite underwhelming but he had a big year last year he did especially at the end of the Mm. season he he had a big big end of the season so yeah expecting it straight away from rice might be a bit of a risk for you for an arsenal fan but look i think um for me we haven't even talked about Urien Timber at Arsenal as well. Like that was a, another one which 
just came out there in terms of them so, yeah. having a big window. Um, Their depth at the back now is is phenomenal. Mm. Well, I really think based on your tipping form from last year, mate, that um, after your prediction earlier this year that Hoyland's going to be, you know, really battling. Hoyland's the new Harland. Look, just as he walks back in, that we're just mentioning the other signing of Timber and Arsenal. We didn't ever mention that before. Urian. Urian. It's a very good competition. Right up there, um, Berta said Declan Rice would be the flop of the year. For, oh, his, for the price, yeah, for for the the price pay. I'm happy with that comment after Harlan last year. Oh, so there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, it's, it all, all roads lead back to Harlan. Yes. <laughs> Look, I'm going to say flop of the year for me. Um, oh, Flop of the year for me. Flop of the year, flop of the year. I'm going to say Alexis McAllister. Alexis McAllister... Um, only because he plays for Liverpool um, and I'm trying to get a rise out of Craig at the moment. But, <laughs> no, I take that back. No, Alexis McAllister is not my flop of the year. Um, I'm going to say that there's going to be a lot of pressure uh, placed on Nkunku to lead the line and the fact that he's got injured over the off-season, I think that has pretty much nudged him ahead for me. On I the, think the there's a lot of pressure, the fact that they've got rid of Aubameyang, they haven't had a lead, they've, they've still, let's, be, let's call a spade a spade, they've still got Lukaku on the books. You know, so Chelsea have got, yeah, they're still trying to manage this, uh, manage this system and I, I just don't know whether Nkunku is going to come into the Premier League and take the league by storm. And I think it also does fall into that sort of idea that Harlan, as much as I didn't think he would, he played pretty well last year. I don't know if you guys noticed. Did he? Um, there is an expectation that all strikers who come into the Premier League will do that, especially if they come from Germany. So, Fun fact, you talked about Chelsea. Chelsea actually made money on their transfer window this year. Mm. So when you look back at the last 10 years and the way the checkbook gets thrown around... Actually made forty million this year. Yeah. So they we talked about their wage bill, but they, they spent they spent one point five billion. Being a bit clever, <laughs> slowly clawing it back. Can I throw one in there? Yep, go Get for it, man. That's my red uh, side coming out of me, James Madison, Madison Ooh. at Tottenham. Flop, flop. I reckon he's a he's a crude signing. He really wants to be there, according to his uh, previous Twitter. I just feel <laughs> Tottenham's the the type of James Madison stood out in a Leicester side that struggled. James Madison went missing towards the end of last year. Um, when Leicester were good, he was good. Tottenham, I feel, will struggle, and it'll, it'll be just a natural progression under Ange and a new team, and and the way Ange likes to play, and you'll change things around. Ange likes his wide, creative players. Yep. I, if yep. he pushes him out too wide, I think I think his age, his fitness, will count against him. So. Hopefully, James, along with the whole Tottenham squad, will flop. Well, mm. there you go. Um, one of the the deals that didn't happen, or that did happen, but I, I was surprised, is, and we spoke about it on the Sports Attention podcast, was Harvey Barnes. Like, when Harvey Barnes became available at Leicester, the fact that a club like Everton didn't have a crack at him, was, mm. I, or, you know, it wasn't published in the media that they had had a crack at him. Yes, he ended up at a Champions League side in Newcastle United, but... I was super surprised 
the fact that, um, you know, the fact that no, they, it didn't appear as though they made a play for him. Mm. You know, so um, I don't know. I, what do you think as a Toffees fan there, Potty? Yeah, well, the I was just surprised by the lack of um, movement at all, considering how obvious it was uh, that we had uh, nothing up front at the end of last year with um, Dominic Calvin-Lewin obviously spending a fair bit mm. of time on the sideline. So and, yeah. and Harvey Barnes scored some goals. Mm. Like he was, he was, you know, pretty handy for Leicester. Seems to be a sick link to s- s- teams building stadiums that have no money. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, they're costly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, yes, indeed, mate. Indeed. Can I throw it out there? Uh, preparing for the championship, maybe. Mm. Everton. Look, let's 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 get into the deeper analysis Ooh, of, yep, the, of, the, of the of the South Quick. What do we got? So rele- relegation. Should we talk about the relegation? Yeah, let's scrappers? talk about the relegation. Let's get in. So um, yeah, the relegation, uh, the, the scrappers, mate. Uh, what do you got for us, Gregor? You want to t- kick this one off? Look, I think inevitably you get a surprise packet mm. in in the Premier League. Um, when I look at uh, who I would have around that relegation fight, I'm thinking sort of Burnley, Forest. Bournemouth, Luton, Sheffield United. Um, the new Burnley has me intrigued under company. You know, I if you're talking about a surprise packet and asking me to put some cash on it, I would say Burnley have the potential. They play a completely different style of football to dice ball. Um, but I'll be interested in how that trend... And, they, I mean, they won the championship in a breeze last year, you know. So I'll be interested to see whether that translates as they make the step up. Mm. Um, I can... You know, Burnley and Forrest are probably my two, I think, could take a table... A mid-step table. Yep. A mid-table step, my apologies. Um, and, you know, that's... That's a stretch too. I, I wouldn't be overly confident in saying that that's a definite. I think it's going to be a hardly fought battle down there. However, when I look at the um, at the mid-table surprise packet area, I look at, you know, Wolves definitely dropping down into that relegation fight. And um, I don't know how Crystal Palace are going to fare. You know, Roy signed on full-time again. I mean, I, I would say from the outside looking in, that's somewhat of a backward step. Mm, I lost. mean, Roy, no, yeah, Roy's as experienced as they come, but it doesn't tell me that you're looking too far into the future. It tells me that you're preparing your side for a relegation battle already. And lost Wilfred Zaha too. Yeah, so I would I would suspect that, um, yeah, Burnley, Burnley have the potential to take the step up. Forest, you know, if they can, they can keep moving positively as they did toward the back end of last year, could find themselves around the mid-table, but... You know, Bournemouth, Luton, Sheffield, Wolves, um, and possibly Palace. Um, yeah, they they would be the ones that I would say will be will be down there scrapping it out. Maybe Liverpool. Mm, so who goes down, mate? Oh, do I? Oh, I'll, I'll go Bournemouth, Luton, Sheffield. Mm. Bournemouth, Luton, Sheffield. Yeah, right, I'll call that. What do we think, boys? Who's going to be your scrapper, Berta? Who's going to Who's going to make their way up a bit? Forrest. Forrest. I like the way they've signed Anthony Alanga from Manchester United. Yep. They, um, and Wood from Newcastle. So they've got a bit of firepower up front. I think they'll go a bit higher than we thought, much like you, Grego, intrigued by Burnley under Vincent Company. So Burnley, Sheffield United, Luton uh, Town came up. Yeah. Yep. And yep. Uh, 
the bottom um, seven last year were obviously City, Leeds and Southampton that went and West Ham, uh, Bournemouth, uh, Nottingham Forest and the Toffs. So, yeah. Yep, I think Wolves, as far as per Grego, they, they go very close to being relegated. Luton, I think they'll spring up, spring down. Probably don't know a lot about this group, to be honest, but yeah, Sheffield United as well. They You're all being nice to me. You're all being nice. You're going to be nice as well, Cosy. <laughs> I, th- I think you'll do what you do every year and scrape in. Mm, well, it's been very, very close the last few years. It's uh, very... Uh, last day, last year. Mm. Literally had to win or we were gone. What do you think, Cosy? Yeah. Who's, um, who's going to make their way up the table? Up the table, I think... I'm along the same lines as the, my esteemed colleagues here. I think Forrest have made some... Who, who are they? Forrest? <laughs> Where? <laughs> Someone come in at that. They were here earlier. <laughs> um, Forrest were that almost team last year. You know, they, they had some really good performances against some really good sides. And then they'd come out the next week and just look like they were a third division side. If they can get it together, um, cut the shrewd purchases, um, I could see them climbing the table. Burnley, you know, under company... Playing a bit of uh, pep ball, but whether they can sustain it. I, I love a team that comes out of the championship that scores goals. You need to score goals because you come out of the championship scoring goals. You're not going to score that many goals in the Premier League. But if you're scoring a lot, then you, you're going to score a fair few in the Premier League when you come up. So they they did score oh, a lot of goals last year, 87 goals in 46 games. So they're nearly going at two goals a game. Mm. Um, so that stands them in good stead. But to add to that, they had the best defence in the championship as well. So they were, and when they got rid of their manager and brought company in, they were struggling. They weren't going too well. I and mean, they, they just, the back half of their season, even though they lost to Man City, I believe, 6-0 in the FA Cup, maybe a semi-final, like making it all that way, um, just goes to show that, yeah, their, their potential to do something is very big. Um, I've got a stat for you, boys. Oof. I want to ask a question. Quick question, test your knowledge. Yep. Premier League, what year did the Premier League start? Oh, 90, 91, 92 season, wasn't it? Yep, 92. Yep. So if you, how would you feel going into the new era of the Premier League? You're about to finish this season and next season that started. Mm. And two weeks before that, you got relegated out of the top division. Then you don't make another appearance for another 30 years later. Welcome You're talking about Luton Town. Luton Town, Luton Town. Luton Town So yeah. they were relegated the year before the Premier League started mm. and this is their first appearance. So I, I, I've got a few more greys than you guys. I remember Luton Town running around in their orange, would you call it, orange mm. strip. Back mm. in the championship. Blood orange. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they, they've spent a lot of time on the sidelines for a team because they, they weren't... Oh, you're tearing up. You're, you're great to have that, <laughs> aren't you? You're loving it. That's beautiful. Oh, no. He didn't actually ask day, anyone <laughs> for the answer. I had that <laughs> answer and he was not going to ask anyone. No, so they're, they're back in it, but they will struggle. They're out of their stadium for... Um, a few weeks I think there's a Their stadium Sorry Their their what? <laughs> their ground Sorry Their stadium stadi- Oh okay oh, Right yeah I think it's someone's think backyard they got some new grass seed um, Yeah oh. Their grass border <laughs> yeah. um, Potty what are you thinking mate Relegation Oh relegation mate um, Wolves I think are going to um, Be struggling They've done um, Nothing really In the um, transfer window And 
Yeah, look, I think probably Luton will, will struggle as well. Mm. And I do fear that if the Toffees get through, it's it, it's gonna be um it's gonna be really, really tight for them. But but I'm not gonna say them, that's for sure. So mate, Speaking of the Toffees, mate, how would you feel if this was coming out of your press conferences as a Toffees fan? What will that do, Sean, for your title fight now? Title fight? Get in there! Title fight? What do you reckon? Sean Dice again. Title fight? Get in there! Get in there! What chances, mate, of that being the same press conference for the Toffees? Nobody expected it when he was at Burnley, but the title fight. Mm. Early in the season, they need a good start. They do, mate. They need a very good start. I thought you were referring to the silence there for yeah, that that's clip. what I was. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's no. the thing. I'm like, is this the press conference for <laughs> no. signings? We're a yeah, we're a we're a we're a family operation here. We uh, our producers are, are doing multiple jobs. I think the highlight was I'm wearing uh, headphones and I lent in to hear it. Close. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my best. Oh, All right. Happy days. So we've got our uh, relegation and uh, let, let's start. What do we got for surprise packets this year, boys? I mean, we spoke about some of the teams that we might see um, dropping down, but what was some of our surprise packets? Any, anything else you want to add to that? What, what do you got for us? Berto, you start off on this one, mate. The surprise packets. Let me just re- refer to my research. Brighton. So you reckon they will be a surprise They're packet? going top four. Champions League spot at the end of the year. I, I think they were close. That's a big call. Oh, yeah, but they've, they've, look, they've Far out. I was getting grief about Erling Haaland. <laughs> we're gonna, yep. we're gonna, that's going to get replayed at a later stage. Oh, if, well, if that, I mean, what's it paying? Oh, who knows? But uh, they've signed James Milner, what's solid as a rock, you know. 41 years old, something like that. I'm starting to get the gist that this is a joke. No, no, no. <laughs> no, they've, uh, they've got Wow Pedro, the, the leader, one of the top leading goal scorers in the championship last year. A pretty good signing. They've Any player so- called Wow must be Wow. Mm. Signed at the back very well again. And, yeah, I just think Brighton, they're, they're my Brighton. surprise. I'll watch, the, watch them in the preseason. They look good. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. What, what about you, Cosy? Have you picked yourself up off the ground after falling over after Berta School? <laughs> um, I think um, it, it's probably not a surprise packet looking at the end of the season they had last year, but Aston Villa, if they can maintain what they were doing last year, um, mm. and their manager I do rate. He was, of course, at, at Arsenal for a while. And I mean, it's it's been a long time since you were outside of the Emirates with the, um, you know, the get out signs. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of water has gone under that bridge, but um, yeah. No, no, I think I think they can really make an impact. Like, and and it comes down to, and I think the point's been made earlier about Europe and how they go. Um, they, he's a manager that does a lot of research. He looks into teams. He, but will he have that opportunity this week, like uh, this year? I should say, will he have the chance to sit back and analyse as much as he can when he's got a Thursday and a Saturday game? Uh, but th- they had a lot of momentum, and hopefully they'll keep it going. Other than that, I think um, I just get this feeling Fulham. I know mm. Mitrovic towed them along for a while last year. So you're suspecting that they'll do well? They'll climb. 
I think they'll mm. climb the ladder. Silver's just re-signed a new contract, I believe. So there was a bit of a bit of sort of you know chatter about whether he was going to stay there. Um, I mean, it, it must make, be making Potty a bit uncomfortable considering how well Fulham did last year and former Everton manager in Marco Silva. Mm. But um, going back to just before you jump away from Villa, mate, Unai Emery, is that his niche? Like you look at the job he done at Sevilla with the job he done at Villarreal, you know, for him to come over to Villa as he did last year and they were rock solid once he got there. Mm. You know, and I and I think, you know, he was at PSG, he was at Arsenal, massive clubs, massive personalities, but he just seems to have just carved out that niche for him at that club that can push for the Champions League, isn't expected to, you know, and, and really cause a boil over in those areas. Yeah, I think he's brought in, he's made a couple of really good signings like Tielemans and Paul Torres. Mm. Even though Paul Torres plays a similar role to their captain, whose name escapes me at the moment. Douglas Costa? No. To centre back? Yeah. Mings. 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 Tyrone Mings. Um, so it'll be interesting how he does that. But he builds a team that just is so solid that he can bring players in and out and they mm. perform a role. So they, they know what the team's roles are and what the positional roles are. And he doesn't he doesn't need... The superstar. Like, who scored their goals last year? Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Like, and he was, before he got there, you know, a part, bit part player. Mm. But he turned into Nelly. Did he play in the England squad? Like, he was pressing for an England squad. I think he did yeah. get called up at the end of the year. Mm. Yeah. So he brings out... And Ings is over there now, is he? Ings is at Aston Villa. Danny Ings. Danny Ings, Danny Ings yeah. So, I mean, he's, a, he's a not a bad you know, little depth signing there for that front line. You know, he wasn't getting any service at at Southampton. Mm. Went over second half of the year to Villa and he kicked on. He's a, a good depth player. The type of player you bring in when you're, you're playing in Europe, you're playing Saturday, mm. next week you're playing FA Cup or you're playing League yeah. Cup. You bring in someone experienced, solid, that can do a job for you so you can concentrate. But, yeah, no, I'm expecting big things from Villa. Mm. All right, so uh, Brighton, Villa, Fulham. What, what are you thinking, Gregor? Mate, I, in my mid-table sort of analysis, I obviously we've said it and we'll say it again, Wolves, absolutely, extremely concerned for them. Um, you know, is the algorithm still effective at Brentford is a big question. Ivan Tony suspended, you know, that's going to be a blow. You know, and I, I would suspect that had Ivan Tony not decided to, you know, take the punt, <laughs> um, he probably would have been sold in this summer transfer window. I think he was pretty hot property. You know, I definitely yeah, wouldn't he was have... Odds on to be sold. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have minded him turning up at my club. That's for sure. Um, you know, so they'll get him mid-season or around that sort of January time after he gets back and gets into gets fit. Um, so, yeah, I'll be interested to see. I think Brian Mbwemo is... He's a, he's a pretty good player. He You know, but there's going to be a lot of responsibility on him without... Ivan Tony, sort of controlling that front line. Um, hence the reason why he's in my fantasy team, but we'll get there. Um, De Zerbe, I'm not going to call Champions League, um, <laughs> you know, at Brighton, but, you know, for him to have full control in a pre-season, um, Casado, it's going to, I mean, it's looking odds on that he'll go. Chelsea. To Chelsea, but, I mean, you know, if for some reason he stays, I think that's a bonus. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think it's... As catastrophic as it may seem, if he doesn't stay, 
Um, got Matoma, they've got March in the midfield. Mm. Um, they're just a, you know, I've, I've, I feel as though there's a bit of a roadblock between Palace and taking that next step up. It's a bit of a concern that Hodgson comes back in. So I am, yeah, I'm, I'm very reluctant to put any expectation. Um, you know, we talked about how horrific West Ham's uh, transfer window is. And I, I mean, it just absolutely passed me by. James Ward Prowse has signed with West Ham. So he's, they've picked up James Ward Prowse. So they've got the uh, the uh, one of the wizards of of left footed or free kicks turning up for West Ham as well. So um, West Ham and Maguire. I don't know if it's a done deal yet, but I, I, I think it's really really close that James Ward Prowse could be turning up at, at West Ham as well. So I mean, David Moyes is actually doing quiet business. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, right, eh? That's in the last 24 hours. There you yeah, go. So, yeah, yep. so he's not sitting on his hands. He's removed no. thing from his nether regions and he's making moves. And actually, uh, just as we say that, and we've, we've been able to debunk that thought that West Ham aren't splashing the gash, we've actually got some, um, some audio from a board meeting at, um, at Anfield this morning. Put it on. But seriously, Nev, like, how, how you holding for cash? I'm, I'm a bit bloody broke. <laughs> Listen, mate, what are you talking about? Cash. There's no cash here. <laughs> <laughs> There's no cash. Right? Cash, no, right, mate? Cash. <laughs> there we go. So that's confirmed that, oh. uh, yeah, there is no cash here. Oh. No cash. Oh, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. And, um, mate, no stone unturned with you and the research and you, you've got That's that footage. Oh, mate, I've, I mean, I care. I've got sources everywhere. All right. Should we, should we move on to the big hitters? Absolutely. I think this is, this is what we're here for, is the big hitters. All right. So, uh, you know, we've got, um, you know, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea, and uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, yeah, toffees, of course. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, sorry, United, mate. <laughs> so um, tell me how they'll feel. Uh, will Arsenal, will, will they be able to compete, complete the fairy tale from last year? Will United, will they continue to improve? Will Liverpool be a threat again? Will Ange be the man? Or will City finally get a fair crack? And, oh, uh, get, you know, yeah. you know, get get a fair crack and a bit of a fair go and take the title. Well, uh, the question I'd have to pose is how excited are Arsenal fans after picking up silverware over the weekend? And oh. I can I can tell you right now how excited they are. Have a listen to these palookas after he scores yeah. the penalty. And the show is awesome. Done. Come on. Come on. That's how you start a season. Yeah. That's how you start a season. What's the penalty? Oh, my That's how you start a season. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. That's it. Oh, is that like we're in the third kit? Well done. If that is a sign of things to come for the season. Destined to get excited, the Arsenal fans. But let's be honest, this is the reality. This they is say what it's going to be. How you mean to go on? We started shit, we played shit, <laughs> and it was shit, blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, so moving on, mate. Uh, so what? Do, what do we think? Should we? Should we go? Um, 
go yeah. with it. How about we go with your analysis first, mate? What are you thinking as the host of the of the show? Oh, mate, I, I think it's going to be pretty hard to find um, uh, someone beating City. Uh, we, we touched on it earlier, but Berta spoke about um, City and um, uh, how how they finished up last year, of course, and then um, you know getting the treble and then the uh, transfer window. I think they'll be pretty hard to beat. Cosy, I'm going to be, you know, hoping for him that things go well. Yeah, because he loves his Arsenal. Yes, but um, yeah. Well, what about you, mate? Can you see anyone beating City realistically? Uh, I hope so. I hope so. But I'm, I'm really interested Wait, to see what Berta, mate, you Berta's. Don't, you I'm, don't like City? No, I don't. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, yeah, I, I despise them. Actually, have you? Yeah. Yeah. Go on, go on, Berta. What Is that who you got? Was it better or did I miss something? Uh, Give us your big hitters analysis, mate. Your big hitters out of the the top seven that we've got there, including Everton. Yep. Yeah, of course. Because they are big hitters in this uh, world of, of so ours. Your favourite team, I, I think, will win the title again. They've done the right things at the right time. They've refreshed the squad. They've strengthened at the back. Manchester City, I think, will win the EPL title. That hack at the front's got a bit of football plus, under his belt now, so it should other, be better this plus year. Plus other things. Yeah, that, yeah the, the one that, you know... Got his feet wet last year. Should be okay yeah, again. Be right. Arsenal will look amazing again. I think it'll be much like last year, a tight, a tight race. But when, uh, when you talk about much like last year, do you talk about like Mikel Arteta's motivational speeches? Because I mean they're horrific. Edison invented the light bulb. Edison invented the light bulb. <laughs> Imagine if you're a footballer and you're sitting in the dressing sheds before you play and your coach says that. I would go, look, mate, I'm just going to go out here. You, you call me in when we're ready to go on the field, would you? Oh, He's ahead of yeah. his time. Oh. So <laughs> or on a different planet. <laughs> um, oh, very good. Coming in third is Manchester United. Uh, to be significantly closer. Uh, will be mentioned in the title race. I, I'd be at, happy with that. At some stage. Yeah. We obviously know fourth. And I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm doubling down. I'm locking it in. I'm Brighton fourth. They, they finished sixth last year. They're playing Europa League football this year. They finished nine points off the top four last year. I think they have gotten better. What are they paying? I'm getting on it. You sound so confident. I, I love their style of play, and I, I think they they'll uh, as Grego said last year they'll take a lot of points off some a lot of top teams. Mm-hmm. Brighton, I've got. Did I actually say something that was correct last year? Did I? You did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 sticking up for you here. Credit um, where it's due. Spurs and Newcastle, five and six. Chelsea, Villa, and then. The uh, very poor side of uh, Liverpool. Well, oh, that was painful. Are you serious? Finish mate? around the uh, the seventh, the eighth, or the ninth, mate. I'm I'm upset for you that you've. Yeah, that's your analysis, but. It Look, does seem like you're in pain. This yeah. is this is uh, I don't know what what are we tenth of August? The transfer window shuts in 21, 21 days. Mm. We might do something. So what what would it's going bad for Liverpool. What does Jurgen Klopp say about it? Uh, as in how? As in what he says to I the mean, media he's right got now? He's got excuses. He's he's he. Uh, I don't know. Is there a section? There is, but I'm going to throw it out. I'll go early. He he is a dark horse 
for my my first manager to go. It'll be very interesting these next 21 days. If he was not backed or if he's not backed like he was thought he was going to be backed, uh, I, I, see, I see problems at, at Anfield. Mm. So if I looked into the crystal ball of the future, a couple of poor results, even a bad game, which one of these is he going to use? Nobody want to hear it, but um, now I've tried to be brave enough to say it. the pitch was really dry. So it makes some sense to keep the ball. That uh, wind didn't help with that. Uh, the injury crisis started as well, so then, um, that obviously cost us the rhythm. I've heard a few times, I know how people think about it if I say it, but the pitch got dry on dry on. The pitch, unfortunately, first time that I experienced snow in England, so that's um, oh. pretty difficult. A few players who were ill um, who showed so throat and all what you can have. <laughs> And then after 15 minutes, it was really dry, the wind and a little bit, and, and uh, it was difficult. You could see it. A lot of passes. You thought, why are they playing this? But it was difficult. I know people don't like when I say that, but the wind was. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is excellent. So, Berta, clop to flop. Clop to flop. Yep. Right. It's yeah. It hasn't been the summer that we we thought at Anfield, and uh, the big problem was the defence. In the midfield, they both haven't been fixed. It's it's that simple. Cosy, what are you thinking, mate? What are you in order? Yeah, give it this in order, mate. So obviously, the Gunners will go one <laughs> step further this year. Um, just gather. Is a that few why you bought the third kit? Just so you've got. <laughs> yep. yep. Just so that I can wear that and yep. I can do traffic duty at the same time. <laughs> Hold on a second. Arsenal first. I just got the crystal ball again. Yeah. Hold on a second. They say start off how you mean to go on. We started shit. We played shit. And it was shit, blood. You understand? I said if we don't win the game today, the league's gone. The league's gone, blood. We're fighting for a league title, blood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, it's unbelievable. Hopefully they'll take some of that advice on board from the, the rusted on fans. Um, yeah, hopefully going one step further. You can't go past City, the squad. Um, they'll they'll be up there again. I think uh, Man United, if they can get the goals, I think if Rashford comes through, performs as well as he did the first half of last season, I think they'll be up there. Um, fourth is fourth is really hard. I've had a look at it, and I'm thinking because spoiler alert, I want to talk about Newcastle a little bit later on, but. Um, to fill that fourth spot, I think if Chelsea can get their act together, I think we'll see them improve. I think Villa will be thereabouts. Newcastle, I, I think they'll go either way. Sorry, Berta. Liverpool, Tottenham, I just don't see them making the moves this table from mid-table. It was a lot I, see Liverpool, Berta put I see Liverpool making a move <laughs> from fifth down. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that yeah. Yep. Pretty boring, but oh, yep, yep. I'm a gambler, so I don't like losing money. Yep. So if I had to make a bet, that would be where it would be at. Have you mm. spoken to Ivan and Tony about any of <laughs> that? Oh, yeah, yeah. We stay away from the gambling here. Come on, uh, come Especially on. if we're playing. Uh, <laughs> mate, look, look, I think the smart money's on City for me. Mm. Um, Arsenal have expectations to deal with this year, so it would be interesting to see how they go with that. Um, Liverpool can't get any worse. <laughs> I don't think they can. And, you know, oh, with wow. Luis Diaz coming back, I think if, you know, we spoke about uh, the movement, if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd have movement thinking that he's coming back because they <laughs> missed him last year. Um, Is he a centre-back? 
He's not, oh, but okay. I mean, he he makes he's a nightmare for a centre back. Though um, Chelsea, they could win the league or they could get relegated. Hmm. I've got absolutely no idea. Like it's <laughs> it's one of those ones for Chelsea fans, and I think the thing with Spurs is they have to be considered a work in progress. If you're a Spurs fan and you're expecting them to compete, you're expecting them to take that step up. I think you're being unfair on the football club at where they are at the moment. You've got to give Ange time. It's not Scotland. He did a fantastic job up there, but he had the resources and the ability to do it in such a quick fashion. I think, you know, you've got to give him the time. Um, I couldn't really go in particular order, but, um, you know, United City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Villa, Chelsea, if Newcastle struggle... Um, I think they could see a manager change early, um, you know, obviously with with uh, Eddie Howe. Um, and I think – but I also do think it is too early to, for Ange to, to make that step up into sort of a top six area like that. Um, you know, I had the crystal ball out for um, – for you guys, but actually, I've uh, um, I've got the DeLorean out for Manchester United. The DeLorean, so the off. DeLorean. So, and I'm sure you know I've been nasty to Birder a bit uh, today, but uh, he'll like this. Oh, what a ball that is! And it's Liverpool, and it's Gakpo. Oh, what a goal! Sloppy <laughs> defending from United here. <laughs> Start of the second half again. Fucking hell! He's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely shit. The old seven nil. The peak this of the is a season. Fucking joke, an absolute joke. Gakpo with two, two, <laughs> and then he assists. Fucking Salah, four nil. <laughs> My eyes are bleached. This <laughs> humbling. Oh, for fuck's sake! It's five nil. For sake. Is that it's you, mate? Nil. Oh fucking hell! That's the seventh guy. No. No! No! Oh, for God's sake! No! No! <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, um, had to take about for a bit of a punish there, that uh, that miserable night at Anfield for United. But I think we'll be better this year. Um, as Berta mentioned before, I would, l- I would be very, very pleased if we're in the discussion for the title March, April. You know, I'd be very, very pleased with that. A cup, get us a cup run, knock out stages of the Champions League, even the quarters. You know, I'd be happy with that. Mm. For United? For United, yeah. I'd be, like, their, their season last year was underrated. Well, underrated. I, I say I'd be happy. You'd look at it, you know, I'd expect that. I think that's, the, the that's a step up from where, where we are. Yeah. Well, third yeah. in the Premier League, FA Cup runners mm. up. League Cup winners, that's a good season. It was a good season, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so I would think the step up would be another cup run, possibly a cup. You know, I I think you you want a trophy. Yeah. Mm. Um, Arsenal got one already. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're saying that Arsenal got a trophy already, essentially Jose Mourinho won a treble at Man United (laughs) because he won the Charity Shield, the League Cup and the Europa League. The, tre- the treble. Now we're talking Liverpool talk, the Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse treble. treble. Yep, right. Oh, there we go. Thanks, uh, Liverpool. Of O2. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's pretty knocked out. I, think, I don't think there's going to be too much, uh, too many surprises. I'm not going to jump ahead to a, a Brighton 
bloody Champions League here, but I don't think... Mate, that is going to be... It could be the, the confidence you're speaking with, call of the year. I've, or an absolute hack, who knows? I've had a quick look. Brighton, $6 to make the top four. Mm. Is that more or less than you thought? That's less. Uh, Aston Villa, $11. Significantly, like, yeah, $6 good. sounds like there's a lot of confidence out there. It does. Mm. So, oh well. Gamble um, is Ivan Tony on it? Probably. <laughs> right now, this is whilst I, listening. Hello, Sorry, I'm, I'm just looking at yeah. IvanTonyBetting.com. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's got it. Oh, um, yes. Is, uh, everyone, when you talk about Newcastle, <clears throat> Eddie Howe potentially being under pressure, his, uh, have you seen Newcastle start to the season? That, that could put him under that pressure very quickly because they do not have a very... Nice start to the season. They're playing a lot of the top clubs. I think they've got City. I think Menu might be in there, and there's a, and there's a Liverpool game there as well. So a bad start, and you reckon Eddie Howe might be under some pressure? Well, there, I, I think so. I think there'll be you know uh, the pressure will come possibly from the fans. You know, like I mean, there's an expectation. I mean, you know, it's well they've got a they've got a, f- a loaded wallet. And uh, they've been doing things slowly. Mm. They've been doing things very slowly, which I think is smart because you don't want to be paying overs for players and the like. But then, you know, once, if things go a bit awry or there's some poor results, I think fans are going to call for that wallet to be opened and, you know, go and buy a manager, go and buy someone out of their contract. That is, that is a difficult start to the season. Villa, City, Liverpool and top four, Brighton. Mm. So your top four. They've got your top four essentially other than Villa. Straight up. Yeah. Up. yeah, it's tough. <laughs> anyway. All right. So. Um, Realestate.com, Eddie. Yeah. Mm. Uh, should we move on to uh, first manager to go? First manager to go. We, well, well, when we, we put this segment together a week ago, Grego. Oh, um, mate, yeah. You know, you and Berta have come out and uh, made your tip and uh, well done. Yeah, he's already gone. He's already we didn't <laughs> even get to the podcast. Yeah, Julian Lopetegui was mine, and that was because the rumours were already circling. However, um, if I was to pick one now, I'm going to say... Oh, I'm going to say... Eddie Howe. Mm. I'm going to say Eddie down. Howe. Mm. Is that fair? <laughs> I wouldn't say Jurgen Klopp. I think he's, he's got too many runs on the board. Oh, he'll yeah. walk. Mm. I don't think he'll be sacked. He'll walk. Yeah. So, so who, who's going to get sacked then, Berta? Or is that like Jürgen gets sacked, but then he would do the press conference and say, I walked because that's what he does? Like, Absolutely. <laughs> yep, throw the toys out of the cot because he hasn't been backed and then change it to say that I walked. Mm. Mr. Henry will say, will you go? He'll say bye. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Cozzy? Well, I think um, Eddie Howe was my pick. I've got him, had him written down there. I think from the point of view of they've got to back up their Premier League results with Champions League results. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a challenge for Eddie. Um, and that could go south pretty quickly. And it, when you've got the money makers making the decisions and if you're not bringing in the good headlines... That can mm. quickly turn against you, and and he doesn't. He has runs on the board, but he doesn't have Champions League runs on the board. Mm. Um, he has now some Premier League runs on the board, but yeah, he, he, it could go either way. And I'll go back to me old mate Moisey. I think um, you know, take out a European victory last year. I don't think 
West Ham would have been happy with that season at all. Um, they were down the bottom of the table for a long, long time. And they've got a bright, new, shiny stadium that they pack out and they fill up with detergent every week. So, yeah, they need results. <laughs> Blowing some bubbles. <laughs> Speaking about runs on the board, what type of runs has Eddie Howe got on the board? Is, is those types of runs or...? <laughs> well, oh. things could turn to that very quickly. Well, it certainly sounds like it's unanimous, boys. Eddie Howe's going to be uh, going to be struggling. It's a tough start. Bert has talked about the start to the year. Mm, tough start because he's talked about a lack of runs on the board, and Grego's just talked about the runs. <laughs> what about uh, Daishi, mate? Where Where are you, or, or is he anywhere in your thought process in terms of first ma- manager to go? Well. I wouldn't imagine there is a huge amount of pressure on him at the moment given the way that they've finished and the way that they've recruited. I'd have to imagine that um, when, when, when he first signed, I asked you about him. I didn't know a hell of a lot about him. And you said he's the manager they need because uh, he'll get them fit. He'll, get them, he'll, he'll save them from relegation. But if they start the season and they're in all sorts and they get very little points out of their first 10, he'll go. Mm. But I, I, I just... They need a they need a fast start to the year. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah. I I I like Dosh. I like Dosh. So. Well, you said if they get relegated, he was the coach for them. Mm. Whether he's the coach for them um, to keep them in the league yeah. and make that t- step up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh well. Um. So who we got? We got Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. Okay, Eddie Howe. Well, I mean, Eddie Howe to win the title. All the best, mate. So if Eddie Howe does go, what are we thinking, guys? We're old romantics here. Give Brucey to the end of the season. Bring back Steve Bruce. Interim (laughs) basis. End of the season. What do you reckon? Why not? Kevin Keegan. (laughs) Oh! Oh, I would love it. I would oh, just love, I love it. it. So you could go there and win. <laughs> I would just love it. <laughs> oh, one of the greatest moments in sports broadcast history. Yeah. That's beautiful, speech. beautiful. And um, it'd be remiss of us not to touch on uh, the uh, fantasy league before we finished up today. And now, mm. Cosy, the reigning champion, mate. So we're going to throw to you first. Um, I'd like to be referred to as the previous. Um, sorry. I'd like to be referred to as last year's champion from now on, uh, forward in the podcast. Yeah, that's course, okay. course. Or reigning champion. Reigning even. champion. Reigning champion. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yesterday's hero. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the reigning champion, we'd like to hear from you first, sir, because you, you had a hell of a season. Uh, you won comfortably, uh, given, you know. You Everyone probably, gave up. Yeah. Well, you wanted to play <laughs> the whole way through the year. Hiddleston did it's not It's the only bloke who played round in, round out. <laughs> Hiddleston's anyway. training for this at so, the moment. Got a couple of questions I'm going to throw at all of you. Good, yeah. So, uh, who is your must-have? Who is too expensive? And a bit of value for money, if you can. I'm just going to be over here jotting down some notes. Mm. I, mm. So, must-have. I can't go past Alexander-Arnold. Mm. The way that they've changed his position and uh, moved him around the pitch and he's got he's going to have players in front of him that will score goals at Liverpool much even though Berta says that he, they'll struggle I think they will score goals they'll score goals I d- didn't deny that they'll get a lot scored against them yeah mm. so I, I'm picking putting him in for his creative influence I think as a defender 
getting those points. Like he got plenty of points last year, providing the assists. Um, another Liverpool player. Stay on your seat, don't fall off your chair. Wow. Diego Yota, I think, will have a big season as well. I think he'll he's been playing a few preseason games, so I think um, he'll go well. So they're they're on your must haves. Uh, yeah, Diego Yota is probably my value. Okay, yep. um, I think. Um, and my, I think you've got to have Harlan. Harlan's fourteen million. He's expensive. Yeah, but you can't go past him. You can't go past what he brings. So he's not too expensive, but you just got to have him. Oh yeah, he's up there. He, fourteen million for one player on a hundred million budget is a lot, but he'll play every week. Yep. You know, a lot of players are involved in the rotation policies. Different clubs. Chelsea's a classic, but he'll play every week. Not so. a good idea to wait five or six weeks till he warms up. Or <laughs> no. <laughs> No, <laughs> you might yeah, find it difficult this year. <laughs> Interesting about Harlan though he he dominated the the fantasy league, but he finished just nine points in front of Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. Harry Kane comes in at an expensive but manageable twelve and a half million. Is the extra one point five million worth nine points? There's a thought. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, there's some more good stats there as well. Could mate. you possibly go for like a Man City approach and have them both and then just lie about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sure there's some type of algorithm to get a $400 million budget there, but yeah. Oh, the old uh, internet Unf- sheets on the Super Nintendo. Unfortunately, we can't submit a team. $48 million over budget. Mm. They just won't allow it. So Yeah. Somebody tell the Premier League that. <laughs> they should bring in a new game for Man City, like Fantasy Court Cases or something <laughs> oh, like yeah. that, and you can play simulate that. Oh, so uh, is um, Harlan your too expensive, Berta? He's not. I have Erling Harlan in my team. I'll be open and honest with that. But that stat that I've just read myself will probably have me thinking again tonight. Mm. Uh, Kai Havertz. <sighs> think that's a must yep think uh, like i've said he's gonna shine in an, uh, an arsenal team taa trent i've also had that as an interesting point he's a more advanced role whether you know well he's going to be a midfielder because we don't have any um yeah and some value is for, for five million is enzo fernandez from chelsea i think with five million with a with a pochettino pre-season mm. and, a, and a and a team he was he was bought to be built around and i think he will in that midfield at five poof, straight yeah, in that's that is good value um for value vinicius at fulham has anyone had a look at him so he's only five million up front and now I, he played a fair bit under Marco Silva last year. Um, he was probably a little bit more robust than a Mitrovic. Um, I know Jimenez comes in, so I think he might play a bit wider uh, when he does play. Despite sort of, you know, some questions about his ability to adapt to the league, I have gone with Erling Haaland. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, he's in my team I've also picked up Darwin Nunez so I, I think it's $7.5 million in the budget I think he'll be better for the run last year I think there was a lot of talk about his price tag I think there was, you know, there was some injury in the middle There was just, mm. he'll be comfortable for the year under his belt 
in the Premier League, and I think he'll get more goals this year. He does have long hair, though, and with all that wind at Anfield, will he be able to see the ball, mm. according to Jurgen Klopp? Yeah, I mean, that's true. There's food for thought. Mm. Lots of wind. Mm, lots of lots wind. wind. I do like the uh, the Fernandez one, the Enzo. Mm. That's an yeah. interesting yeah. one. That one he down. Uh, he uh, popped into my vision. What about Anana? Anana as goalkeeper. Because <sighs> he, he might get assists. Mm. He plays that far outside of his box. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's something, there's food for thought there, isn't there? You've got to cheapen up your squad somewhere this year with the with the Harlands and and you just, so I don't know, I might. But Anana's, uh, he's five million. Like, mm. you, you know, your goalies are four and a half, five million. Yeah. Five million for your good ones. How much time a week, Cosy, does it take to beat the champ? To be the champ. Yeah. No, to be the champ. Oh, to like, be the yeah. champ. How much time did you dedicate well, to it? Ask Kiddo, he couldn't even be here tonight because he's off training um, for fantasy. To be honest with you, Potty, uh, I refer to my earlier point, reigning champ. Oh, sorry, yep, reigning champ, um, of course, yep. yep. Um, now, if, you speak, if you speak to our host like that, that attitude, there'll be raining. It'll be raining punches <laughs> in a second. There'll <laughs> 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 be movement. <laughs> <laughs> um, sort of movement. <laughs> oh, you know, I... I I've been playing the Premier Fantasy Premier League for a long time, twenty years, I reckon. It goes back a long time. Um, and he didn't tell us this <laughs> last year when he invited, <laughs> where he invited us to the competition. Boys, oh, yeah. I just joined my league. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Not um, really sure how it works. I was hoping money might get involved, but oh, it didn't. I'll tell you what. Um, but yeah, no. Um, Premier League teams used to put out their teams like uh, rugby league teams and AFL teams, and you knew who was coming in, who was coming out. I think <laughs> the biggest challenge. <laughs> This with these squads now is the rotation. I think Chelsea started, you know, 10, 12 years ago or even longer rotating players around. That's the biggest, hardest thing. And it's a gamble on who you're going to pick as in whether they're going to play. Yeah, it did me in a couple of times last year. Mm. I, yeah. <laughs> because if you've got your squad picked for your 11 yeah. and someone you don't have any quality on the bench because you've got your packed with 11, my tip is you need 12. Yep. You need at least... 12 first-team players. It's highly important who's that first cab off the rank to mm. in your subs bench. Mm. Mm. See, so Garnacho, he's only 5 million, but he's not going to get it. I don't think he's going to get enough minutes mm. for you to look at him being anywhere. He's, he's a bench player. What about Kovacic's? From at City? City. City. He's 5 million as well. Is he going to be a rotational player? Uh, possibly, it depends on, um, what's his name? Um, Rodri. Silva? No, the other one. Um, Leeds, Calvin Phillips. Oh. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Let's hope he has a better preseason than when he showed up a bit podgy last year. Well, he didn't play last year either. That's good. Yeah. He was injured all year. Who? So and De, Bru- De Bruyne. Uh, De Bruyne is in their midfield. Well, so. De Bruyne, he's, I mean, he's another high, I mean, he's ten and a half. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know if he's the fulcrum of this side that he was two years ago. Yep, and I don't know whether fair. that has been taken away from him due to the fact that he's not playing with a false nine, he's playing with a true nine. You know, the the emphasis of Erling Haaland running in behind has sort of changed what Kevin De Bruyne does on the ball. You know, he's not really in that assist role, he's more in a playmaking role. So he's, he's almost like a quarterback in the middle of that f- uh, midfield and he's got players like Phil Foden, Erling Haaland 
and you know you had Riyad Mahrez there last year, but they've got obviously young Cole Palmer coming through now, who are going to run in behind. Evident, so yeah, yeah I might, think that might strip him some points. Might be backed up what you just said then. The evidence of a price drop too, which is. He's mm. dropped in value this year compared to what he started the season at last year. He has the ability to score well. I mean, Bakayo Saka, I mean, he, you know, at eight and a half million, I think he's almost there with your, you know, you've got to have him in there. Mm. I don't know what you think about that, Cosy, you got him? Who's that? Saka. I do. Yeah, I, I tossed over, up over uh, Martinelli and Saka. Um, I think Saka's penalty taking, and he's mm. had a good preseason. But also too, because like I like Bruno Fernandez. I think Bruno Fernandez is always in the points, but at the price you would get Bruno Fernandez for, offset with what you would get Bukayo Saka for, I think it's about a two million difference. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the value yep. is at. The the rise in Rashford this year, the cost for him at the start of the season compared to last year. He was his he was good last year because he could he was in the midfield, so you would get him you could get him in your midfield, and then you could have Harland, Harland up front as well, and he was picking up good points from the midfield because he was scoring goals. Rashford, mm. so yeah, yep. same with Salah. Yeah, well, he finished top of the midfielders last year, Mo Salah, mm. for points. He went under the radar a little bit, I think, Salah last year. Well, he came good when we had our very um, f- good false run towards the end of the year when we might have sn- snuck fourth spot but mm. ultimately didn't. He got a lot of points at the end of the year. Anything to add, Pod, before we, we tie a knot in it, mate? No, mate, I've just been taking notes. But um, I certainly will say thank you very much, boys, for um, joining us today. It's been a, a wealth of knowledge, wealth of passion, and I uh, loved it. Yeah, Tinge of disappointment. Good, yeah. Any last words, Bert? It's great to have you here, mate. Thanks for having me, Grego, Potty. And, uh, looking forward to the season. Um, just the banner. Talking to you guys about it. Walking past. Having a good old chat. Can't wait. Cozy? No, thank you very much. It's been an honour. Um, you know, as an avid listener to the Sports Attention podcast, to sit here beside you guys, it's been a lot of fun. And the reigning champ. Mm. Reigning champ, thank you very much. Well done. Um, well done. Any comments on the professionalism Matthew, Matthew of the organisation, mate? Uh, what can I say? Like, highly organised, mm. um, enthusiastic, uh, that just present a model that is going to go places like yeah. there's i mean people if they floated on the stock exchange get on board mm. i mean seriously this this podcast is going places mm. and especially when the um you know one of the hosts of the show has to drive to get a geek stick um <laughs> prior to the show starting because he's forgot equipment uh, again that's that's a, <laughs> again <laughs> for the second time so yeah got a got a pocket full of geek sticks and uh yeah no organization <sighs> Well, I, I thank you guys. Thank you for sitting down with us. It's been a, a brilliant session talking about all things football. Um, I hope we've really scratched that itch for the um, for the fans out there who love the round ball. Uh, obviously, we're back to business as usual with the sports attention next week. So check it out. Episode 20 is up and it is at all your best podcast dealers. So go and get amongst <laughs> that. Get amongst the Premier League preview. Get into the comment section, okay? That is the most important part about this collaborative organisational movement that we have. You need to get into the uh, comment section on the social media platforms. Let us know what you think. If you think we're dribblers, let us know. We love the feedback. And we love you, our listeners.
That'll do us, Potty. That'll do. Absolutely, guys. Thanks again.